2020 sucked, and March 2020 really sucked. Life on Earth is certainly struggling. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm David. Taco here. And I'm Wolfie. So how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? <laughs> I'm not <Good>. dead yet. <laughs> Getting ready for a happy new year. Yeah, we wish you a Merry Christmas <laughs> and a happy new fear. So I guess we're going to start off at the top of our recapping the year in general. Sure. You know, you can't bury the lead. Start so, yeah. Well, we got to start off talking about the COVID, of course. Right. What else is there and, in 2020? Jesus. Well, here's something, here's something interesting. They were calling for two million deaths at the beginning of this thing because it was just so just going. But did you realize that just a little bit over, well, not a little bit over, but the, Somewhere north of two million people die in this country alone, pretty much every year. Yep, two so million eight hundred thousand. Yeah, they were going. To, they were saying that basically this COVID was going to double the death rate for the year, and as we've seen, it hasn't. Now they're telling us that's now going to be in February. Yeah, it'll be with the stimulus checks. Everything is two months from now. <clears throat> Well, I still don't think that we're going to get the two million deaths by then. By then, unless they just do something really stupid. No, I think I'm, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Do whatever your doctor tells the vaccine, you. Vaccine. The vaccine is a, is a joke. Uh, they know everybody wants the PS5s, vac- so I mean, they got to kill everybody off so they can make <laughs> enough PS5s for everybody. The vaccine is a joke, and here's why: because now they're saying that there's a new, more virulent strand of it coming out of the UK. No, it's in, the United States. Yeah, it's in the United States now. They had the yeah, first. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it, 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 it originated in the UK. I think it went to Germany from there and then ended up, it presented itself in California, another a mutation. So now basically the, the, the and this just goes to show you that they, they're going to keep moving the goalpost, you know, from the beginning where it was just, we just got a lockdown for 15 days to flatten the curve to, we can't go back to normal until we get a vaccine. But then when we get a vaccine, oh, wait a minute, it's mutated. And now we can't do, we can't go back to normal now because now we got to get another mu- uh, vaccine right. for this mutation. Because, yeah. and so they're just going to keep moving the goalposts and the marks to, to allow us to go back to normal, which they shouldn't be allowing us to. We should be demanding that we go back to normal. Well, there was an actual. I'm sorry, I'm on a, no, you're good. There was an actual news report from uh, LEX 18 out of Kentucky. Uh, talking of a healthcare worker who actually took the vaccine, and then what was it? Two weeks later, they were COVID positive. Yeah, I saw that today too. 
But I mean, that's that's gonna happen when any any time you do. They've said how many vaccines have they done in the U.S. right now? Like two and a half million, million something yeah. like that. Because um, I think uh, Pence um, reported is he said millions, and then of course the news attacked him, saying the, no, it wasn't millions. It was only two point. Which to me, That's anything millions. over one is plural. So, um, but uh, yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but anytime you do anything to millions of people, there's going to be a small per. Now, as long as it's a small percentage, everything's going to be acceptable. Well, I think if, if you're looking at just one million, that's still plural because that's a million different individuals. Right, right, right. So. Which they, I don't think they've actually had that death count yet of over a million. No. Uh, in the <clears> U.S.? In the oh, US. no, no. We're only three. What are we at? A little over 300,000? Three. I think that, yeah, we hit a little bit over 300,000. So, which is still, I mean, 300,000. That's still way too many. But when you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of millions of people in this country and billions of people on this planet, any death is too many. But our monkey brains just can't wrap our heads around numbers that big. So anytime you say anything that... Is it's just hard for us to comprehend. So it, we just immediately go with our gut and go, "That's bad," and it, it it is bad. But hundreds of thousands of people die in from diabetes and heart disease and cancer. Right. You can still eat at McDonald's. You can still smoke cigarettes. You can still drive a car faster than the speed limit. How about we put a governor on every automobile sold in the United States hey, that I'm, you can't hey, drive over 55? Hey, you better stop. I'm tired of listening to this. Let me let my growing for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, here it is. Uh, like you were saying, people dying and so forth. Uh, I think the, the numbers are actually inflated a little bit too much. Because I've, I've recently, I've, I've, I've been kind of looking into the issue and I've been looking at people on the opposite side of the issue who are saying that the the, the numbers for the COVID deaths are inflated by about 25%. Well, and so he gave a, a couple of really good examples. One of them was a guy that had t attempted suicide, but he wasn't successful. They rushed him to the hospital. While he's in the hospital recovering from his suicide attempt, he gets the COVID and dies. Well, you're you're actually not wrong on that. Now, and I actually have an example of that that happened to me personally. It was one of my neighbors. They caught COVID. It was around um, right at close to the end of the original shutdown that the U.S. done, and they decided to go to Florida. They come back, and of course, the family catches coronavirus. They're in quarantine. The day that they go off quarantine, the man dies. Turns out um, he actually died from like a, a coronary something, essentially a heart attack, I guess you could say. Uh, it was a heart blockage. But because it was his last day of quarantine going off, they actually marked it as a coronavirus death in the county. Everybody that knew the person yes. knew good and well that that's not the case. But, I mean, sure, maybe the coronavirus helped with it. Who knows? But nonetheless, you know. But I mean, he like I said, the man I was watching, he gave several different uh, examples 
of what you wouldn't necessarily think of as like, okay, his death wasn't attributed to Corona, or at least it shouldn't have been. I mean, granted, he had Corona when he died, but I believe that his suicide attempt probably played more into the fact that the man eventually did die than the fact that he got the coronavirus while he was in the hospital. Yeah. That's just, you know. And so, but they're taking that anyway. They're saying, oh, well, he's positive for Corona, so we're going to make it a Corona death. And thus we can jack the numbers up so that we can scare people. That's, that's really what it's boiling down to, is they just want to scare people. And here's something else, and I, I may have already brought this up uh, in the in past podcast, but every flu season, we start over at zero. So far, we have not started over at zero. We just keep on kicking the corona death numbers up higher and higher. So there's like it's, so there's no going, there's not going to be a corona season like there's a flu season. Well, that's something. And I guess states, people can get well. I'm, people yeah. can get flu in the summer, sure, but they don't count. They don't say anything about that. That's not that's not actual flu season. Yeah, exactly. That's something that state governors don't do is whenever they announce the new coronavirus cases. They don't actually announce the active cases. They only announce the total cases since the beginning of the pandemic, which right. is it's another fear tactic. It's like, oh, my God, there's such and such thousand coronavirus tech, like cases out there when it's not really the case. A lot of those people have already recovered, some of which rest their souls have died. Tell us Here's something that you may active. find interesting. I was looking at... Uh, it was, you know, they had the states broken down, and they was showing this is how many people that have tested positive. This is how many people have died. But when it came time to tell you how many people had recovered, all that, that whole, just about the whole column was blank. Right. There were a few of the states that did report, okay, we've had this many total cases, we've had this many total deaths, and we've had this many people recover, which means if you take all those numbers and do your math wizardry, you'll come up with how many are still active cases. Yeah, but I mean, how many people? Out some there of them are. The some of them are reporting that math. Yeah, well, uh, but the point of this is, a lot of them aren't reporting how many people have recovered from the virus. Right. Well, it's because each group it's, it's is afraid total, to. It's the total blank. Each group is afraid to. They don't want to commit to somebody that is recovered because they still continue to talk about we don't know the long-term effects. So we, some of them are like, well, we can't say that they've recovered because we don't know how they're going to be six months or a year or two years from now if there's any lung scarring, if there's problems that they have. Um, even though, I don't know. I mean, but if you just take it off of the and, base and numbers, well, you could say, to... okay, we've had – this is off the CDC's website right now, live – since January 21, since January 21st is when they started tracking the numbers on this, on their counter. Um, it shows total cases at 19,400,000 um, with 337,000 deaths. So based off of that, you could assume 19,100,000 of them recovered. Yeah. Or at least has not died from COVID and the, some of them are still saying that 
on it's about 60 to 70% of people that are positive are never tested and never know. Um, so you could easily double because they the, never show symptoms, right? So they, they never had a need to be, be tested. Um, so you could easily double the total number of cases. So we're probably close to 40 million cases, um, which is still, what is that? 12% of the population, which is still, well, it, it's a long way from herd, um, immunity, Problem was like the, the, the World Health Organization just redefined herd immunity last week. They don't include. So it used to be, you once the the general pop, population had a, a, a large enough number of them had either had the virus and recovered, or had been vaccinated, that there was enough people and it was normally in the 60 70 percent of the population yeah. range has had it that you're going to assume then there's enough people out there who either vaccinated or have already had it who aren't going to transmit it anymore that act kind of as a buffer between you and the other people the odds of you running into somebody who has it, it gets lower and lower i mean that's i guess basically how they consider herd immunity well they don't consider herd immunity now if from somebody who previously had it, they only they redefine herd immunity to only include people who have been vaccinated. Mm. Okay, and now to hit upon a couple of things that you 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 have brought to the fore, uh, talking about the uh, herd immunity thing. Number one, I've seen a interview of Fauci just here recently telling us the the American people that. Yes, I have been lying to you from the very beginning about different things because he didn't know and he was just pretty much making them up as he went along. And like I said, now they're changing the definition of herd immunity because it used to say herd immunity was when X amount of people had gotten you know, the virus and survived and thus have antibodies. Right. Now it's been changed to you can't just have it and have antibodies. Now you've got to have the vaccine. That we've rushed out in a year, and you were talking about long-term term effects from the coronavirus. That we've got a vaccine that we've rushed out in a year that we're not, we don't know any of the long-term effects of, because it hasn't been studied long enough to get any or know any long-term effects. Well, you never actually see. I mean, anything on the news talking about the negative effects of the virus or the negative effects of the vaccine, rather. You only see no, you the don't. positive effect. Or you occasionally see a video of them giving somebody the vaccine and not really giving them the vaccine. I I trust that the vaccine is a good vaccine. It's going to work. It's going to help some people. There's obviously some people that it won't. Yeah, I don't yeah, trust I'm, it. I don't, I'm, not, I don't trust uh, I'm not. I'm not necessarily an anti-vaxxer per se. Me but in this particular instance, the fact that they've rushed it out so quickly. And yeah, but but most of most of the of, rush, we don't have any kind of long term data on it. It just but so most it, of the rush isn't in the trial periods, um, because most of the time and, it's not like any in the on other viruses or flu vaccines, other vaccines. The 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 time period is not that much fast. I mean, it is faster, but 
most of it is is in the the FDA approval process is a lot of what they cut down. But it's not like they would have researched that much longer or done that much more work. Um, I think they were just throwing billions of dollars at it with enough people working on it. Hey, you guys, if you guys want it, you can take it. I've got some friends, man, that... Oh, I don't 20, see any 20, 20 need bucks, to have it. 20 bucks, they'll give you a COVID vaccination card. You never have to have the vaccine. You're good to go. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd never get a flu shot. but Me either. Huh? No. And I, I never I get never the flu. Either. So, But it doesn't nope. mean I can't get COVID. I can get COVID. No. But, like sure. I said. And you can get the flu, too. But, I mean, it's. But most of the people that I'm around on a daily basis, I. I don't hang out in Walmarts. I don't go in the stores. And I mean, I just don't, I don't socialize. It's not like I'm going into bars and I'm talking to people I don't know. There's like a small group of people that I know on this planet that I'm around on a regular basis. Yeah. And almost all of them have had it. (laughs) The big percentage of them have had it. So I have my own little buffer herd immunity group. For some of the people I'm around, I bite my fingernails. So, like a lot of the courthouses I go to, most of them have had it. Um, but then again, I'm not up in people's face. I don't. I mean, I'm not sharing things with people. I'm not hanging. I, I mean, I'm never around anybody more than usually a few minutes. When I go in the courthouses and work, most of the time I'm in there in the in the deed room by myself for hours i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a bit of an idiot i don't know how i haven't got it yet or maybe i have and just don't know it because i'll go into walmart i'll push that cart around like nobody's business get what i gotta get pay no attention not even think about it go sit in the car and start biting my fingernails mm-hmm. mole well, gets mad at me says oh you gotta wash your hands you gotta well i mean a lot of them are saying now that it doesn't transmit from objects that it's only gonna be through the aerosol spray in the air that's pretty much it um because, I, I mean, we know some people who've gotten it and their spouse didn't get it and they share cups, silverware, food, and they never tried not to get it from the other one when the other one had it. They just knew we're, we're, happens, we're both yeah. quarantining together in the house. One gets it and the other one never well, did. And I've, I've got one for you. Uh, where I work or where I do work right now presently, one of the gentlemen that, that works in our transportation department comes in and tells us that, uh, hey, my wife tested positive the other day for the coronavirus. And management there said, well, you're not showing any symptoms. Come on to work. <laughs> so we we had been busting our butts keeping the facility that we work in clean, trying to keep the coronavirus out. And when this guy comes forward, you know, of his own accord, his own volition, says, hey, look, man, uh, you know, my wife's tested positive. We live in in the same house. We sleep in the same bed. And I just want to let you guys know. Instead of doing the right thing and saying, okay, stay home. They're like, fine. If you're not showing symptoms, come on to work. It's no big deal. I had to stay home, and I tested negative. There you go. Oh wow! I just wonder where some people's heads are at. Sometimes it's it's ridiculous. I'll make a new movie. Call it um, fourteen days later instead of twenty eight days later. I mean, you 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 basically you just invited the corona into the facility. 
you just say, okay, hey, come on in, Corona. I know we've been doing our best to try to keep you out of here, but oh, who cares? Um, actually, a few weeks ago, David, you might actually know this person. Um, they were complaining on Facebook that one of their like fellow comrades in employment decided to come into work and be like, yeah, by the way, I tested positive for coronavirus, so... I got a quarantine, Yay. and they caught coronavirus. Well, they closed the uh, London Walmart today. I saw that, yep. Yeah, they're closed today and tomorrow, and they're reopening on uh, Friday. Deep cleaning. Yeah, for mm. deep cleaning. Um, wow. You closed enough Walmarts, and all of a sudden, this will not be as big an issue anymore. Yeah, which, uh, <clears throat> to me, they must have had a pretty good-sized number of employer associates um, have it test positive um, mm-hmm. and had to be out to uh, to close the store because on their own, I wouldn't see them first of the month. <clears throat> first of the month here falls. Um, it's technically tomorrow. Right, because the first is the holiday. So everybody will have first checks and third checks. Uh, and a lot of those people will also be getting that $600, that $600 stimulus. stimulus. So um, they'll be losing a little bit of sales in that store. How um, do you clean a store that big in such a small amount of time? Walk up and down the aisles with Lysol? Probably. Yeah, that's it. Most of it's going to be restocking. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be cleaning, but the the biggest amount of time, I think, is going to be spent on stocking. Well, go check um, the dumpsters if you want any good meat. Yeah. Here, I got a little clip. I Let's see what this one. Here, Here's here's how the media is handling uh, talking about COVID. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to this presentation on COVID shame. I'm your host, Dr. Donnelly Snipes. So you may be asking, what is COVID shame? Well, it is shame that people experience when they actually get COVID. They feel embarrassed. They feel ashamed. And let's talk about where that's coming from and what people can do. Let's start with the basics. Shame is anger at yourself for doing Republicans. something. Republicans. <laughs> you're, you're not. Um, you have to follow the science because if you disagree with any of it or – you don't even have to disagree. If you just ask a question, then you're, you know, an anti-vaxxer, you're a denier, you're um, simple-minded. I caught COVID. I think but I'm turning gay. And the, the weird part about that is, is if you actually do care about science, science is supposedly the constant search for the truth. Right. Until you find the actual truth and can retest it over and over again and get consistent results, then you've not found it. So you must continue to ask questions to do good science. Not in 2020. That's Wikipedia. <laughs> here's, here's, what yeah. Biden, oh. here's what Biden told us we need to do. This country right. is got, doomed. Okay. I've got the I've, I've seen this uh, Karen nurse on TikTok and she was talking about uh, you know if I put a bowl of Skittles down in front of you and I told you you could eat Skittles but there's some of them in there that are going to kill you 
would you eat the Skittles? I'd eat the hell out of them Skittles. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you're going to equate eating Skittles with, you know, living your life, going to work, paying your bills, and surviving and living an actual life, then Skittles we're eating Skittles every day. Right. We're eating Skittles every day, people. Yeah. Every time you go out the door, you're popping a Skittle. Eventually, so you're, you're out there. Yeah, one of the Skittles eventually is going to get you. You know, whether you're in a car wreck, you have a heart attack, you have a stroke, a really large rock falls out of the sky, hits you in the head, and kills you dead. Every day that we live, even if you don't even leave the house, you're eating Skittles out of that bowl. Okay. And here's the thing. Let's say let's say you decide not to eat the Skittles, and you're going to lock down, and you're going to stay in your house. And you sit okay? there and starve Great. to death. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So either you're dead from corona or you're dead from the fact that you starved to death. I'd rather either be way, dead from you're still dead. Right. You're still dead. At the end of the day, you're still dead. So, but the point is, you know, it should be my decision to sit there and not eat them be. or to eat them. Exactly. Now, if, exactly. if, if no, you have family members, if you have family members that are have compromised immunities that are in the older age bracket that's more in danger if you're in that age bracket or if you just have some other health issues that could be a problem and you feel it's more of a risk or these people that you go around it's more of a risk then you should probably be super extra cautious but for your own you can choose to live your life how you want to and and take the what you consider an an acceptable risk for yourself. Actually, I have a personal friend of mine who like his father is in his like late 70s and if you looked at him on a normal day, of course without coronavirus, of course he wears his mask, but he also wears gloves everywhere he goes. And he'll literally put his gloves under the hand sanitizer and sanitize his gloves while he's wearing them. And of course, you're going to look at that a normal person on normal occasion and you're going to think, you know, what's going on. But he's doing that thinking of his father. So, I mean, I kind of respect what he's doing because he's thinking of his father. I mean, we don't, I don't know what his immune system's like. I don't know what his father's is, but I mean, he's at least trying, you know, and and that's the precaution he should be Uh taking. He he knows his life and his situation. That's how exactly. But to was, say that we're going to make a, a cookie-cutter life for everyone and everyone has to follow the exact same thing regardless of the city you live in or the state or your population or how dense it is or how rural it is, um, it's not all the same. I think they made a song about that, Another Brick in the Wall, Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. They, I, I watched the PSA about uh, – Wearing your masks and, 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 you know, don't go and, and visit your family on Christmas. And I've seen this PSA, so I, I wrote a post underneath it and I said, I said, people, I said, are still dying of, of other things besides coronavirus. Go visit your family at Christmas time. Just, just go. We but don't, we don't know what next year holds either. Be smart I mean- about it. People, people, exactly. You don't even know what yeah. tomorrow holds. People are dying. You could wake up tomorrow and you could find out that your your mom or your dad died of a heart attack in their sleep. Ain't got anything to do with coronavirus. And maybe the last time you could have had a chance to see them was on Christmas Day, but you didn't take it, and now they're dead. And you didn't get that last 5, 10, 15-minute visit with them 
to just, I don't know, for, for whatever reason. You know, I really miss the old days and, whenever you could go to a bowling alley, you stick three fingers in a bowling ball, throw it down there, and ten other people have already shoved their fingers down in those holes, too, and then you just go sit down and eat them nachos like nothing's going on. Well, you remember the day when you would blow on your birthday cake before you cut it and served it to everyone? Yes. You blow out well, all the candles, candles, just spit all over the top of the cake before you serve it. I still secretly do that on the credit card things at the self-checkout. That's what our niece, they got her uh, a bubble, a thing of bubbles for Christmas, a canister of it. And she was blowing them. And that's why I was like, oh, it's a COVID transporter. (sighs) Now, when all this stuff started, when all this stuff started, I would would go places and I would purchase things like at a drive-thru. And they'd be like, the the people inside, they'd be like, you want me to sanitize your car before I give it back to you? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, don't worry about it. Just give me my card back. And now I go through a drive-thru, and I haven't had anybody ask me that question in probably three or four months. But when everything first started off and everybody was still scared, it's like you'd, you'd pull up, you know, and get you a hamburger and fries or whatever, like it. And you'd hand them your card to get the payment, and they're like, do you want me to sanitize your card before I get it back? Like, in the last no, three just weeks. Me, just give me my card back, dude. Dude, in the last three and weeks. And now nobody asks. Yeah, well, you're you're not wrong on that. In the last three weeks, literally just the last three weeks where I work, we've seen more people come in the store. People that we've seen in the past actually wear a mask. They will come in the store. I've got a health condition. I can't wear a mask. I'll stay six feet apart. I don't have to wear a mask anymore. I mean, I've, <clears throat> I've literally had people come into where I work with a hoarse voice and then tell me that they have coronavirus. Literally, literally tell me straight up that they have coronavirus. Stay away. And I, I'm just sitting here like, why are you here? And here's the thing. This, this goes back to being smart. If you have it, quarantine yourself and stay out of the public until you're better. Right. It's that simple. You know, and if you do have to go out, then that's when you put your mask on. Contact the neighbor if you, if you if you actually have coronavirus. If there is, if you have a single person in your life that cares about the fact that you're alive at all, I'm sure that they would be more than willing to go out and actually get you food and supplies. And if they're not, then yeah. you're useless, right. and you should probably sit at home and just die. Then here, let's let's see what Biden has to say again, and then and then we need to move on from COVID, <laughs> or we'll just be on COVID all night long. Coronavirus. This country is doomed. It is doomed, not just because of African-Americans, but because by 2040, this country is going to be minority white European. Hear me? Minority white European. And you guys are going to have to start working more with Hispanics who make up a larger portion of the population. Y'all do. He's worried. I think we need to bring back, what was it, the California Raisins? Can you not hear the racism in what he just said? (laughs) I know. But nobody else can. I mean. They they want to point at Trump. He's like, yeah. He's sitting there and telling us that America is doomed because of black people. And the fact that white people aren't going to be in the majority anymore. Bring back the Raisins. The raisins, the singing oh raisins gosh. from like the early 90s. You know, what was it? 
whatever they were. They said yeah, they were California. Heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, heard, yeah, heard it through the grapevine. But here's how they're going to yeah. fix it. Proving you've been vaccinated will be vital, and tech companies are designing ways to show it. Jolene Kent has more on that. With vaccines on the horizon, new health apps are springing to life. IBM and Clear, the tech company known for expediting security screenings at airports, are both creating new apps to take in real-time vaccination information. They could eventually be used for admission to concerts and live sports. So here's how it works. The app gives you a health pass to show. Yeah, you'll have to have your health pass to go anywhere you need to go. You've got to have your papers to travel. Yeah. And so then when you go out and you leave, like, whatever zone you're in, you've got someone standing there saying, uh, your papers, please? Papers? Have your papers ready to show? Your card, you, in German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's looking over our list um, in 2020. I mean, that's our topic for this evening, which, you know, COVID, it dominated the year. So, of course, it's going to dominate this podcast. But uh, um, there were f- a few other things that happened this year. Um, and going through, it was a, a lot easier to find the bad things that happened than the good things. Um, but there Wait, were a lot of good happened? Yeah, a few. But uh, we'll run through most of the bad things. $600. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Um, Which, of course, um, everybody remembers this one. Oh, no, I'm not either. I have 7% battery, so I'm not checking my account. Good afternoon from New York. We're coming on the air with breaking news, very sad news to tell the sports world. The L.A. Times is Mm. reporting that retired Los Angeles Lakers basketball star Kobe Bryant has been killed in a helicopter crash. The 41-year-old Kobe Bryant was reportedly traveling with four others in that aircraft, in that helicopter. The L.A. County Fire Department saying... All five people perished in the crash. At the time of the accident, there were foggy conditions in that area. That was a sad day for sports people. But at the same time, sadly enough, somebody's always out there trying to make money off of it. And, of course, the company 2K made a lot of money by immortalizing him in the Mamba Forever Edition and 2K21, the video game. Well, here, Ari Shafir, the comedian, he always has, anytime anyone dies, he always has something to say about it to, to um, get his name in the news, too. And his, here was his response to Kobe's death. There's always a lot of, like, hate, pain in the world. and There's always a bunch of terrible stories. And every once in a while, there's a good story. A good story comes out. The guy who got away with rape got his today. Kobe Bryant is a god. I'm here in Charlotte, the home of the team that originally drafted him. Uh, maybe he wouldn't have raped that chicken Denver if he had been if he had stayed in Charlotte with the Hornets. But anyway, the point is, dude, it's like so. And of course, the uh, internet turned on Ari and uh, destroyed him. Tried to cancel him, but Ari is uncancelable. So, yeah. You're uncancelable if you just don't care what people think. Right. And he he had, at the beginning, there were a few shows that were wanting to cancel some of his stand-up gigs, but more people were wanting to come see him, so he was selling out quicker, so those went away pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) So the the clubs and stuff started, the shows started uh, not paying much attention to uh, everybody. Yeah, because, hey, because the... The dollar talks. That's true. 
Uh, here, always, hey. Here's something else that also happened this year. Um, Good evening. We want to go straight to the floor of the House where you see right there the first article of impeachment against Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, has passed, does have the votes to pass in the House for violating his oath of office, abusing the powers. But as of now, Donald Trump joins the ranks of history as just the third president ever in American history to be impeached, a stain that will forever be on his legacy, George. But President of the United States Donald J. Trump has been impeached. Two articles of impeachment against the 45th president of the United States. We're going to return now to our regular programming. Uh, spoiler alert. It didn't happen. It didn't fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't. But he did get impeached. He just never right. He the it. Yeah, threw it out. Here's one of the things that that I don't understand about this, and I brought this up on the, in a conversation with someone on Facebook. They're saying that Donald Trump somehow did a, a quid pro quo with the Ukrainian president which they were never actually able to prove because everybody that they brought forward as a witness was like, well, I heard this from so-and-so, who heard this from so-and-so, who heard this from so-and-so, whom they could never track down the actual source. So it's secondhand information. It's hearsay, which isn't admissible in a court of law, at least not here in this country, Um, at least not yet. It's It's still not acceptable. But you had Joe Biden, the vice president at the time, get on national television and confess to a quid pro quo. He, he told them, he said, look, either you fire this person that's looking into my, you know, these, these dealings that's going on, or you're not getting the money that we promised to give you. And they're like, well, you can't do that. And he's like, hey, I'm leaving in six hours. Either you do what I tell you to do, or you're not getting the money. And then he's like, well, and they fired what? him. They fired, they fired him. So, if it's an impeachable offense for the president, which they couldn't prove, why was it not an impeachable offense for Joe Biden? And he confessed to it on national television. Yeah. It's just one more uh, showing of the hypocrisy of people. You know, if it's my guy doing it, it's okay. If it's your guy's doing it, oh, it's terrible. He's got to be taken out. He can't. He doesn't deserve to be in office anymore because he did this. But your own people are doing the exact same thing you're accusing this guy of doing. Of. And if we had that kind of mentality of this is unacceptable behavior, whether it's my candidate or if it's the opposition candidate, if you look at them and treat them both the same, then maybe we wouldn't have what they call the swamp up in Washington, D.C., because we'd be like, hey, look, I don't care if you are a Republican or I don't care if you are a Democrat you're doing the wrong thing and thus you need to be gotten out of here. Right. And it looks like the swamp is refilling. I've gotten to the point where yes, I honestly is. believe that it's, it's, it's got to all change it, uh, getting rid of so many people. I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to make a difference at this point. They have to change it all. Well, here's, the th- here's the thing. We put, they put term limits on the president, the, the Congress did the house and the Senate. They put term limits on the president because back during World War II, FDR, I think, ended up being president for 12 years. They didn't want to have anybody to have, or they didn't want to have a president to have that much power ever again. Now, they're never going to put term limits upon themselves. Right. Period. They're just never going, they're not going to vote that in because they want to ride that gravy train as long as they can. But here's the thing we need to get out of this mentality that, uh, Oh, my guy's okay. The guy that represents me in Congress is okay. It's it's all these other people. Y'all need to get rid of y'all's. 
It's not going to happen, though. Yeah, it's not going to happen, though. We need to we need to look at what the guy that we supposedly like that's up there and see what he's doing. Pay attention to it. And if he's doing something that, that's wrong, then you need to get rid of him just like you would get rid of someone that's the opposition. But it's not If you're a Democrat happen. and it's the... I feel like but it's it gotten needs to. to. That's it it one needs of the, to. Yes, that's one I, of the reasons we're in the problem. No, we're I, having the problems we're having now. I agree, hundred percent. It happening. needs to, and but it it's should. not going to happen because it, it. I don't think it matters what we do. It doesn't matter what we vote. Yeah, to a certain point, then you got the electoral college doing whatever they want to do. I mean, really think about it. They could tell you anything they want to on the TV about well, how many people voted for this person, how many people voted for this person. Do you really believe any of it? It's a soap opera for the masses. They do what they want to do, and we're just sitting back just, oh, yeah, well, I voted for such and such, and I, they voted for da-da-da-da-da. It's a game. It's a game. It's not going to end. The only thing that's going to end it is people actually standing up and doing something physical, but that's not going to happen. You had this person in Nashville actually do something that I don't believe for the slightest. The news is actually telling the truth about any of this. But nonetheless, guess what? If he was the one that done all of this, if that wasn't one of the most precisely planned things to show how sensitive our system and our electronics is to take down something like it was, I mean, come on. Yeah, but there's so much redundancy that what he did only affected it for a few hours. No, but it showed that it can happen. It showed that it was possible. Even I don't even think that he was the person that done this. I think the media's right. lying about it. But at the same time, it shows how sensitive that our whole system could be. Could you imagine one big EMP? And like an actual EMP? Well, yeah, that, that would be. Uh... But then I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how much redundancy there is in all of the systems. Um, you would think that there would be a lot, but most of the time, everything's not as safe and as secure as you believe it is. Well, no. And then something like that happens and takes it out, and you realize, oh, nope, there is a vulnerability there. And they should learn from that and get better. And Unless that's what they wanted people to see, was right. that vulnerability. I don't know, but I, I don't I'm, – I'm telling you this year, I believe – But there's, there's so many theories. There's so many theories that are, that are flying around that Nashville bombing that it's ridiculous because I've heard so many different things. I mean, you've got the fact that it was a hub for 911. So for the rest of the day or maybe even two or three days – 911 response times were were ridiculous. I've also heard that the Dominion machines that they were supposedly supposed to be testing to make sure that they were not doing fraudulent things were being housed in the AT&T facility there that got blown up. Yeah, it didn't do I've also heard that. I've also heard that that particular facility was supposed to be the facility that was keeping an eye on the elections in Georgia somehow through the internet. And so now it's gone, so now you've got no oversight. So what else is going on in the background that they're distracting us with that we don't know about? But the the media, their story, mostly what they're saying is that he was a tinfoil hat conspiracy guy opposed to 5G. (laughs) Um, And that's the story that most of them continue to repeat, that he was just a nut who had a problem with 5G. Um, and thought that that was the end of the world. I'll so he had to help. But, and that makes no sense. And think about the, uh, the, the, 
the security guard in it that did the Atlanta uh, Olympics bombing. Richard Jewell, he didn't, do it. he didn't do it, but... Yeah, but they were so sure that he had, and they, they kept on putting all the resources into trying to convict this guy of something that right. he didn't do in the end because it turned out that while they were trying to con- you know trying to convict him, trying to get evidence, they had him under surveillance, and there were still bombs going off all over the yeah. South. Um, but that was because of the mayor. The same way as the bomb at Atlanta. And so one guy, I think, in the ATF finally comes forward, and he's like, hey, uh, it can't be him because we've been, we've been surveilling him ever since this happened, and there's still things that are getting blown up, and it's the same kind of components are being used. So he's not getting it. Somebody else is doing this. Right, but it's even back then. You're, you're chasing the wrong guy. But even back then, it was because of external pressure. It wasn't, we're in it for the truth. It was because the mayor was putting such a pressure on him because we have to find somebody. We have to show that we've got it under control because we need to be back open because the rest of the Olympics has to continue. We're, we're losing money. It's, it's destroying our attendance. Uh, we can't be, you know, have different areas shut down. So we have to have somebody. They didn't care if it was the right person. As long as they had somebody to parade out in front of the media to show, look, we handled it. And it's the same thing they do now with any time any of these, any of the shootings happen or anything. Everything is a rush to we're not looking at it for what's the truth. We're looking at how can we appease the masses who are going to either this year has just been rioting and destroying stuff. Um, it's not like, well, no, we want to take our time and make sure we get it a hundred percent correct. Because, but the truth doesn't matter anymore. It's, Everybody immediately knows everything that happened, and they think they know the full details of it, and they just have to rush to judgment because we already know. And if you get enough people behind it, then you know you can get the uh, the the district attorneys and the and the mayors and the governors on the same side because they don't want people tearing their city down. Speaking of rushing to judgment. Do you think that maybe if they had released the 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 entire video of the George Floyd incident, do you think that there would be the outrage that there was if they had shown the whole story from the very beginning? No, because people could care less. Yeah, the truth doesn't matter to exactly. people. Exactly, they just so they this manipulated happened. what happened to get the response that they wanted. I think they just released as little as they thought they could get away with releasing. <laughs> and then each time, it's kind of... Well, um, if I'm not mistaken, there were some riots that happened in 1921. If I can find the article that I saved earlier. Here, I got a... While you're looking for that, I got a little clip here to play where we're leading into that. Arrest the killers. Taylor. George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd repeatedly told the officers that he could not breathe after an officer knelt on his neck. It's so right to be angry. We're being loud. Hands up! Hands up! 
We're being brave. Stop hurting each other and let's get it right, man. Today is the day we're gonna stand up for our community, man. If we can do this, we can do more. We just gotta continue on pushing and don't give up. According to a new study, the Black Lives Matter movement is linked to more than nine in ten riots across America. It's always hard to tell these days if they're wearing masks for corona safety purposes or for just old-fashioned thuggery. It could be both, I suppose. They'll throw bricks at people, sure, but they're not monsters. They wouldn't spread the rona while they do it. There was actually a lot that happened in 1921. I was thinking of the Tulsa race riots. See, we just think that 2020 was the bad year. 2021 is going to be the the year. Uh, no, I think we're waiting until 2032. That's when... Um, like hat off, Antler comes into <laughs> in the frame. You got to be careful saying that name; they'll demonetize. That's you. why I said Adolf, <laughs> or, or hat off, hat off, hat off, hat off, Antler. There we go. He, he's a nice um, Jewish fella, I know. I thought he was Australian or Austrian. Austrian, yeah. I don't know. Most college-age kids don't even know what happened. Yeah, that's seen, unfortunate. You ever seen any of those videos? <clears throat> I remember uh, there was a Fleckus video, I think. He was interviewing college kids on the campus. Now I know he's going to cut his clips of people to... Like Mark Dice. Right, to be the funniest and the, to show the story he wants to show. But the fact that there's anybody... That believes that he was talking to this young girl and a guy and they're college age. They're probably 19, 20 years old. And she was talking about, she kept calling uh, Trump Hitler, that he's, he's a Nazi, he's Hitler. And she's like, so Fleck was like, do you really believe he's Trump is as bad as Hitler? What is, what has he done? And she's like, well, he's wanting to reduce our food stamps and, and he was like, so you're going to compare that to him, you know, killing millions of Jews? And she was like, wait, he did that? <laughs> that didn't happen. You yeah. had those documentaries in the like late 80s and early 90s that said the Cyclone B was never used in the gas chambers. I'm sure you've seen them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Holocaust deniers. Yeah, and the, now we're COVID deniers, I guess. Because you can't ask a question about anything without somebody saying that you're a denier. Spoons made me fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, the spoon and his buddy fork and knife, all, yeah. they're, they're all in it together. It's not McDonald's. There's no personal accountability on my part. Now, this is a conspiracy. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, it's just something I've, I hear say, you know, from like the dark sides of the government. There's this thing out there apparently called a spork. Ooh. It's the best of both worlds. You wouldn't believe it. I know it's a hard, it's hard to get a fork at the BP. They only have spoons most of the time. Well, God help you if you're Chinese with chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't use chopsticks. I can use chopsticks with sushi. But that's about it. Noodles. Yeah. I can't. I can't even do noodles. I can't do. And rice. you watch some of them do rice. I'm like, people that use chopstick with rice is just amazing to me. But shoot, yeah, they talk about dexterity. That is awesome. Yeah. Here's another little clip for uh, something that happened in March. Maybe you remember. That's the closing bell on Wall Street as we are watching the end of trading today. Right now, the Dow is settling down somewhere in the down 2300 range, ending a grim day on Wall Street today. At one point, trading was even halted because of such a quick drop. Well, this is a historic closing, down 10%. We have not seen that for a very long time in the markets. It will be the worst day this year, but the worst day for many years mm. for stocks. And what Wall Street is contending with right now, and that is the stark choices that are being made in communities across the country between public health and the economy. What is the best interest on the economy is not always what's in the best interest of public health. But long term, those two areas do cross. Yeah, March 9th was, I think that was the, uh, the big bottom out. But then, of course, it made an immediate V-shaped climb back up. And then now it's back up to record highs. So if you got any money back in March, that's where it all should have been. As everybody was scared and pulling out their money. I still feel that something else is going to happen, though. I can't, I can't shake it. A lot of them say that there's going to be another big collapse like that in uh, 2021. Because I, I don't know why, but if I knew, I'd be shorting a ton of stuff and make a lot of money. But I don't know. I wouldn't so, know what would be what, but I just bet on companies. And most of the time, it's the, uh, it's like Tesla, not Tesla because of Tesla, but Tesla because of Elon. So. Bet on marijuana companies, considering that, like... Some of those were doing really, really good at the first, and then, and then after the fall, and then they started making a little climb, and a lot of them have just been... Well, 100 years ago, yeah. it was prohibition, and now it's right. marijuana, so... But there, there's a lot of uh, weed stocks out there to put money in. Don't put your money in cruise ships. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. There's some of them. Don't put there. your... Don't put your money in the vacation industry, industry, period, because since we're all locked down, nobody can go anywhere or do anything. Well, once it's so all, all over, I mean, I'm, I was going to see if I could get it with the guy that's making the whole Titanic, too, you know, taking the original course that the original ship made, you know, inviting some Rockefellers, Rothschilds and stuff, you know, just get them out in the middle of the ocean. And... But some of those companies are good to put your money in now. <clears throat> well, maybe not right now, but they were back in the summer. Um when everything was still lower and on the rise a little bit. Um, if you had faith in the company that it wasn't completely going to go under because some, some, well, we know with like the auto industry back years ago, a few years ago, you know, some of them are, they're too big to fail that, and the, some of the banks are too big to fail that the feds are going to bail a lot of that stuff out. Um, like they did with General Motors, and uh, I think Ford was the only one that didn't take bailout money. Maybe I don't. I don't know the details. Yeah, but, uh, at the time, and Ford was the only one that didn't take any bailout yeah. money. Um, and if you know things like that are going to happen, some of these companies, and the, if their uh, stock is low enough now, things are things are going to turn around. They're either going to turn around or they're going to completely go away. 
Now, if you believe everything is good, the country is going to collapse and the market, everything's going to collapse and the dollar is going to be completely worthless and you'll be using it to light your firewood with, um, then it doesn't matter anyway. So there's no need in hoarding it now. No comment. We'll eventually get back to um, a more normal, I think. Um, well, I'm not more normal about the United States. I'm still more paranoid of one of the other world powers attempting to take full advantage of the situation and doing something that nobody's expecting to happen. Would it be crazy? Yes. Would it hurt us? Of course it would, considering everything that's going on. Would it hurt them, though? Not really. If anything, they have something to gain out of it, which has me even more worried. It's not to say that these world powers are stupid enough to do anything like that, but, I mean, come on. Where do you go? Half the things you make, like, anywhere you go, it's all either it's made in China, Taiwan, or something. And I'm not going to put any of this on China or Russia like most people do. But they are the two main world powers we worry about. We were headed in a, a slight turn direction to start a little bit more u.s manufacturing we were were yeah and that's completely you know uh, uh, a ship is hard to turn you know it's a slow turn but i think we're going to make a rapid turn back to uh full outsourcing everything again or the ship's gonna sink Uh, yeah that's (laughs) always a possibility this country is doomed I need to just save that clip on the soundboard. Yeah, just that one. <laughs> yeah, just that. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I'm, I'm still one of the few people, I think, that actually looks up the whole Pizzagate thing still to this day. <laughs> well, they made an episode of Law & Order about it, so you know it can't. Oh, of course not. <laughs> But here's our solution. In campaign 2020, it's official. Joe Biden is the Democratic presidential nominee. Joe Biden has picked Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate in the upcoming U.S. elections. So that that fixes it? What? NBC News now projects that Joe Biden has won the Keystone State, Pennsylvania, and its 20 electoral votes. And that means we can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. He is... NBC called it. Oh, didn't you see where Camilla Harris actually bought Joe Biden, like, a vehicle for, like, congratulations for the fact of his victory? It's an exact replica of JFK's vehicle, and he's going to take the same (laughs) path. Yeah. Obama. <laughs> Do you think maybe the Biden quote where he says that we're doomed is maybe a Freudian slip because he's like, you guys have elected me president. And I don't know what the heck I'm doing. We're, we're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting on him to get on TV and be like, I congratulate Donald Trump for becoming the next president of the. Oh, wait, what? I think that's where everybody listening yeah. to this podcast is thinking these guys are just, they have no clue what they're talking about. Well, they're doomed. Aliens, I'm telling you. Aliens. <laughs> 2021 aliens. I'm sorry, I don't believe in aliens. Oh, so you don't aliens. believe in Mexicans? Yeah. All right, I got you. I'm oh, no, talking, about, I'm talking about legal aliens uh, from Mex- Mars or wherever. Mex- Mexicans are fine. Those are illegal uh, aliens. Just, just, as long as they come across the border the way they're supposed to. Exactly. Just like the Martians at Area 51. That's well, there, why. There, there has to be life on other planets. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's there's why liquid water on other planets, and anywhere there's water, there's life. Well, why do you think Las Vegas is right next to uh, this so-called Area 51? Really? Yeah. You would actually. I mean, if we're going, if we're going to do a podcast and talk about doing good science, <laughs> just because there's liquid water on another planet. You can't assume that there's actually life on said planet. All you know is that there's liquid water there. Schrodinger cat. There, yeah, there is until you prove there isn't. And Schrodinger's cat. Right. He's either alive or dead in the box at the same time. Right. And right now he's both because you can't prove one way or the yeah, other. Because, until you open the box. Right. And the only physical evidence we have is that where there is water, there is life. So to transpose and, our our local fact to an external makes it lean that direction. I don't know. Technically, earlier this year, as far well, I'm as not like saying, physical I'm not saying it's a good. I'm not saying it's not a good hypothesis. Yeah, but you you can't just assume that that's what's going to happen. It's like, oh, we've got liquid water here. There's got to be life. No, not necessarily. No, we've got liquid water, but. Well, I got a book here that says that everybody was created by one person. So that's the way it goes. Not not criticizing one religion, but all. That's what they all kind of say. Except for Buddha. You know, he got fat and then floated away. Hmm, Here's something that happened this year. See if you remember this happening. It's stunning news. The president of the United States now confirming to the world that he and the first lady of the, of the United States have both tested positive for the coronavirus and they will quarantine. Let's see what the message is. Okay, now we're going to see how the public responded to Trump being COVID positive. People here to President Trump. Good. President Trump's in the hospital with COVID. Do you have a message for him? Die. Die? Come on. Why don't you like him? He's a piece of shit, but you wish him death. So what does that make you? President Trump's in the hospital with COVID. Do you have a message for him? No. What? No? No. Why not? Why would I want to support Trump? I'm glad that he finally gets to experience what he claimed wasn't a big deal. Oh, this is no big deal. I'm not going to get the virus. I'm not. I'm, I'm okay. And guess what? He has it now. President Trump's in the hospital with COVID. Do you guys have a message for him? Fuck <laughs> off. Okay. Very kind and lovely. President Trump's in the hospital with COVID. Do you have a message for him? Get well. Get well soon? Get well, Mr. President. We have you back, okay? So everything is going to be okay. We love you. We love you. Thank you, guys. Love you, too. President Trump's in the hospital with COVID. Do you have a message for him? Fuck off. Oh, man. That wasn't the most positive interaction we've had so far. No, the most positive interaction we had so far sounded like somebody who may have been against a wall that he built earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because they went through the hard work so... of getting here legally yeah. and then they resent somebody who comes across without doing the right work my stepfather he got over here from australia he made it over here took him eight and a half years to do it granted he did get here in 2000 then 9 11 happened in 2001 i don't know if that made everything any oh. different or not but <laughs> Here's another 2020 Supreme Court 
Associate Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died at the age of 87. Rejected after law school for a Supreme Court clerkship because she was a woman, she began her legal career as a law professor and pioneering advocate for women's legal rights. It was President Carter who first appointed her to be a federal judge. Then in 1993, President Clinton put her on the Supreme Court, making her the second woman justice. But now the court's most powerful liberal justice is gone. When she passed, there were so many Karens out there on their making videos, and I just watched so many liberals just melt down on video about, why couldn't you just wait till Biden was in office before you died? Well, because she didn't have any control of it. That's why. And guarantee you that 80% of those people probably have never heard her name before until it was mentioned that she died. And she was a female. Mm. Yeah, and she was on the Supreme Court. Exactly. Here, there were some positive things that happened this year. Let's see. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition. And with that, history was made Saturday as billionaire Elon Musk's private rocket company, SpaceX, launched two Americans into orbit, the first time a commercially developed vehicle has carried Americans into space. That was actually nice. That was nice to watch. I still don't understand when he launched the Tesla with the robot dude behind it, how that didn't melt when it passed (laughs) through the Van Allen radiation belt. Because the Tesla... Mm-hmm. There was a, yeah. there was a big conspiracy that that was uh, there was an actual body in there too a real person that he put in there because I still wonder about that though I mean it made it through the Van Allen radiation belt and made it all the way to Mars yet they tell us that we can't get back to the moon because the technology that we had when we went to the moon was destroyed and it take too much to remake it <coughs> and that's an actual NASA video I can actually find that video. Sad. Not that I'm saying I don't believe that we didn't land on the moon, but nonetheless, that is a very ridiculous thing for them to say. It is. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I mean, we've got plenty of airspace museums where they've got the capsules. Well, actual was, capsules. Well, this was at one of those museums. Whenever they it was, they were specifically asked about the Van Allen radiation belt and why we can't pass through it now. And the response was they had the technology and it was destroyed or lost in time and it would take too much to rebuild it. And it's an actual video of them saying it. Yeah, but I've seen the actual house from Psycho and that doesn't mean Norman Bates killed his mom. (laughs) Did you get to see the the shower curtain? That's still a ridiculous statement. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just the dumbest... It's, it's, it reminds me of the freaking what was it, Billy Madison where he goes back to school and oh, he starts yeah. off in kindergarten and goes through 12th grade and he's somewhere in the middle range of his grades and he's taking a test. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing we have ever heard. <laughs> we are all dumber for having heard it. Yep. Legit, legit, it's out there. You you can actually watch that video. I'll have to find it. We'll have to put oh, it I'm on sure it is. Guys. It's I'm ridiculous not doubting you. It's listen. just a really stupid statement. I'm not doubting you at all. I'm I'm sure it is out there, but it's just that just strikes me as one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard. Well, Elon's going to have us back there in three years, so that's why I sent the Tesla ahead. Yeah, 
it's driving to Mars. It's going to drive back. <laughs> Be like, all right, guys, I know how to get there. I've got a map. Let's go. But I think they are saying that, he, that he's calling for, I think, 2024 now. That uh, Really? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and it's a uh, SpaceX-NASA collaboration. It's not just him on his own. Yeah, this time it won't be a film yeah. by Stanley Kubrick. Well, here's the thing. The private sector can do things probably more efficiently and cheaper than the government can. Oh, yeah. Period. Well, they, they said for years you can't land rockets. You launch them, and then you splash down in the ocean. What'd he do? Mm-hmm. We figure out how to reuse it and have it just come back and land. And they landed on a plat- a floating platform at sea. You know that was beautiful. So all those all those stupid sci-fi movies, these B sci-fi movies that we watched back in the day, where the rocket would take off from Earth and it would go through the the universe somewhere, and then it would come to another place and they would use the same rocket takeoff, except they would just like let it run backwards and show it landing. It's no longer science fiction. It's actually how he's doing it. It says uh, a NASA-contracted lunar lander bound for the moon's south pole will launch on uh, SpaceX rocket in late 2022. That, that'll be unmanned, that one. But they'll be on the moon in 2022 again. No, no matter what, the signal coming back, even if it's, you know, the people will still always deny it. Oh, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, until the day, until the day, which it won't be that far off in the future, too, that you'll be able to do his. Uh, they're selling, or actually, I think they he's already sold all of them, which is a uh, you launch, you go up, you circle the moon, and then you come back. I think the only people on the craft are passengers. I think there's no that actual, would be scary. I think there's no actual pilots. I think it's all remote run. That would be incredibly scary. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think I would do but that because I, I think if I paid that much money to be on a ship when there's a slight chance that something could go wrong and die, then I would want somebody being paid by the company to be on there to die with me. <laughs> well, or at least someone that is trained to, you know, an engineer and a pilot. Right. To okay. Look, this is broken, and we need to figure out how to fix it. Okay, good. I'm an engineer. Let's look at this. Okay, this is how we fix it. And then the pilot to actually, you know, hey, we're going the autopilot system's down. I'm going to have to manually land. Well, isn't is wasn't the That's moon great. trip? A, you got to uh, have that. Wasn't the moon trip though a uh, wasn't it a four day trip? Two days there, two days back, or four days there, four days back? Something like that. I don't remember that. I think it was. I think it was two there and back. Possibly. Maybe in four. I'm not sure. You can do a day and a half through there, and they're like, oh, the AI system went down. And by the way, it's no longer aimed at the moon, but the sun. <laughs> so it takes about three days to reach. Um, during the time, spacecraft travels at least 240,000 miles, which is the distance between here and the moon. That's a trip. There's something else that happened in 2020. It is a highly infectious disease that preys on the most vulnerable. Africa's boys and girls, for decades, the unfortunate poster children of the fight against polio. But that fight has, for now, finally been won. The continent today declared free of wild polio 
the natural form of the virus. It's hugely significant and it's a, it's a real triumph to a vaccine campaign that has lasted for many, many years. I only left that last little piece of that clip because she said hugely. <laughs> you know, this, this is a lot of, and I shouldn't even like say this, but why did they name that horrible, horrible disease polio after a sport? Or maybe it was vice versa. Polo. Oh, yeah. Polo, yeah, yeah. Marco Polio. <laughs> Maybe they they were subconsciously saying it's a horrible sport. <laughs> that could be. Here's another... Isn't Polo where you like get on the get on the horses and ride around and like hit a hit a ball with a stick? Yeah, yeah then water, and then there's a water water polio, polio and <laughs> well, water polio. For Tina and Ben Gibson, their newborn Molly is a miracle. In October, Molly set the record for the longest frozen embryo to come to birth. Frozen 27 years. Welcome to Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Can you imagine? Like, Like we were talking about eating the fake meat in the future and how people will think that we were barbarians for doing that. But let's say that one of these fertilized embryos gets unfolded 100, 200 years in the future. That's exactly what it's going to This is Jurassic Park. There's an actual theory out there that Michael Crichton's book, Jurassic Park, actually happened, and he wrote it based off of something that happened that was covered up. So, (sighs) Well, I mean, imagine in a short and distant future when uh, most – fertilization is done like that through in vitro and everything and imagine it won't be that far off when they have an external uterus to actually implant it in because women don't want to go through the the physical i think they probably already have that but it ain't public actually a pretty good theory about the the jurassic park book i mean because think about it they have found uh flesh on the bones of dinosaurs that is still well i mean in the late 80s early 90s genetic technology it was the wild west there was no real regulations because it was new technology they could do essentially whatever they wanted wherever they wanted and if something did so pick a nice little island out there somewhere in the middle of the pacific or in the middle of the desert anywhere Not necessarily dinosaurs, but, I mean, human cloning, I believe that's been going on for years. They done a sheep, what, in, like, 98? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Sally, or not Sally. Was it Sally? I think it was Sally. Sally. And that's Pumpkin. Somebody, something. It was a sheep. Molly. Sally. Molly, could have been Molly. That's what they tell us publicly. Yeah. So I believe fully that that's been going on for a long, long, long time. But you're not going to tell people. But what other possible experiments have went on that we will never know about that are buried in history, burned away in the annals of the black operations of the world? But imagine in the future that, that's, that's really, like I said. That's really interesting that you say that is because when the, the library at Alexandria was destroyed, the amount of knowledge that was just totally wiped off the face of the earth was 
because I mean the, that library was supposed to be huge, hugely. And they went back in time that, and looked at these manuscripts and things that they were playing around with even back then. And one of the things that the, I've seen is a basic steam engine. Well, they do you know put a how ball, you, they would put the water in a. Well, do you, you know, know how easy and, that would be now? I mean, just imagine if someone actually did come up with something, had it on a, their small little laptop, and that was the only bit of information involving whatever brown, groundbreaking thing that they done. Say they actually cloned a human of themselves, and the information regarding how this happened is on the computer. The technology is behind them. That's easy enough. You could destroy that the technology that actually done it, but all the information that created that technology is on that simple laptop. Nowadays, as long as it's not connected online, how hard would that be to destroy? Not that hard. A few magnets and a nice nine millimeter while you're asleep. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is hard to tell how far advanced ancient man actually was because of all the things, the, the, the wars, the diseases and everything that have, have, you know, just come through and just like the plague. I've wiped out what, like half of Europe. Well, what know, was back it in, in the um, 1300s? In, um, uh, Mahabharata, I think the Indian religious book, they talk about the Vimanas and the big war of the flying ships, destroying everything and fighting over humanity and earth. The original. I mean, it's, 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 it's an interesting concept to think about because you see things that are just amazing and things that we can't actually reproduce today and that they did way back then or we can reproduce and they don't want us to know it that could be true too I mean, maybe they have figured out how to do it and who, they just you know, they don't want to share who knows the information we, with us who knows maybe we lived on mars and we destroyed the planet and we moved here and used the and Use the fossil fuels of what was left of what they told us was the dinosaurs to create the civilization that we have now, when in reality on Mars we waited so many millions of years for all of the humans of that time period to turn into more fossil fuels. So we can go back and do the same thing. You know, kind of go back and forth. It's like, bingo. Hmm. Yeah, well, if that were true, then we did a real number on Mars because there's not enough of an ozone layer to hold in an atmosphere anymore. We would have to figure out how to terraform the planet. So they tell us, but have you been up make there? It, I ain't. To make it habitable again. <laughs> make well, it, no, make it habitable just, for just, humans. Or maybe or they, exactly. make it habitable for humans. Or maybe that's what the aliens are doing to our planet right now. They're actually terraforming our planet to slowly turn it to their liking. Through chemtrails and pollution and using our wasteful nature as human being virus to destroy the planet. You know, I mean, think about it. If aliens really did want to come and they wanted to harvest the resources of this planet, would they actually have to enslave people to mine it? Of course not. they just go to a city and scoop up the city. Every major resource in the world would be at a city or a nuclear power plant or at a military base. They just scoop that up. We done it all for them. We harvested it all and put it together and refined it. Come down, kill us all, scoop it up, and go. Shrink it down, put it into a bottle, call it Candor. Save them a lot of work. Yeah. I watched one uh, really cheesy stuff. Uh, it's a movie. It was, and they were actually 
they came here talking about how that they were, you know, oh, we're coming peace and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to take some of you guys back to our home planet with us. Well, the only reason they were doing that is because they considered humans to be a delicacy. (laughs) (laughs) So they came and they did a bunch of really nice things for the humans that were going to stay on the planet. Wait, is that V? But they were taking a few with them. They were taking a few of them with them, you know, so because they were, we were considered a delicacy to the other race. Yeah. And so we were getting taken, we're, we're like, we're cattle for them. Kind of like what people believe uh, with the reptilians and humans, which I'll never believe the government until they tell me what's going on in Bohemian Grove, but that's for a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, you, you have a point there. Yeah, unless they tell me what's going on at Bohemian Grove with the whole owl god Moloch and everything. Yeah, I'll never believe a word that's said on TV. I believe they call it a theater of war for a reason. Because it's literally the theater for the rich. It's more fun for them to watch us die than watch it on TV. When I think of The Purge, I can't think, I can't help but think, Feels good! From Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty. Those two are awesome. Could you imagine if you actually, like, die, and then all of a sudden you wake up and somebody's pulling a VR headset off of you saying, man, I can't believe what you've done. Like, that, the whole, like, bird-watching phase you had in your 30s. You wasted your 30s in a (laughs) bird-watching phase. And the thing of it is is that the whole thing before your eyes in, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But you lived a whole life in your stimulated reality. I think that every night when I go to bed. <laughs> and then have my random weird dreams, which oddly enough was about Bigfoot last night, and I don't know why. <laughs> mm, Bigfoot. I think maybe there's some kind of subconscious message there that you want to go somewhere and hide. Oh no 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 no! This oh, was big- like 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 he came out to us, and this wasn't like a nice Bigfoot. This was like a mean Bigfoot. We were like hiding in the car from this Bigfoot, and we drove out. And then we came back with machine guns that were, I think, airsoft guns in my dream, and we scared the shit out of him. Mm. I don't remember much about it except for we really wanted to see him, and I don't even know who was there. I remember we were in a car. I think we were by a lake. Oh, California announced indefinite lockdown. And the people, there you go. And the people are beginning to revolt. Just what they I want. hope so. We we need to. We as the people we need to revolt. Oh, this, these, is Cal- this is California. These elected officials these elected officials have they have not kept their oath of office. Yeah, but this, is, doing but this is California. They're probably revolting because they can't go get their nails done. California. Yeah. Oh, they, well, I mean, I've seen so many stupid, and then we're back on COVID again. But I've seen so many stupid <laughs> things happen out in California. A dude's at the beach, and they're, they're in lockdown. A dude's at the beach by himself. Nobody around. But the cops have to come out on the beach and arrest the guy. He's like, you know, there would be nobody here but me if you guys weren't here to arrest me. And then there was the dude on the paddleboard out in the ocean. So, I mean, like, okay, fine. You're supposed to be locked down or you're supposed to be quarantining. But he's out getting exercise on the ocean. There's no one around. But you feel the need to come out and arrest me, even though there's no one here. 
Well, they got to get their quota. I mean, it's just it's just me on a paddleboard in the middle of the ocean. It's ridiculous. These police officers that are doing these things, number one, they've broken their oath to the Constitution, and the elected officials that we have that are doing these things have broken their oath to the Constitution. So we don't owe them any loyalty at this point, in my opinion. Uh, it sounds like to me the guy in Nashville parked his RV at the wrong location. That was a bit of levity. Don't take that serious, government, <laughs> FBI. Yeah. Yeah, the NSA is listening right now. Tonight, at least one point in Americans have received the first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine that was authorized earlier this month. The coronavirus task force now says 20 million doses of the vaccine should be delivered across the country by January, but warns the public should not let their guard down just yet as people get vaccinated. He adds the average American should be able to receive the vaccine by June of next year. Um, they were actually giving out vaccines here this morning, early this morning. Yeah, there's the a department. lot of people who've gotten it around here so far. Yeah, and... Uh, and it's mostly frontline workers and... They um, had it out in the parking lot of the health department, and then they put a big cardboard sign on the front of some, the hood of somebody's car that said that they were out of COVID vaccines. Literally written, but Sharpie marker. But here, the, the, the little clip that we listened to said, you, you can't let your guard down, even though we have a vaccine. But, oh, now we've got the new strain out of the U.K., which is even more contagious. So there's just – do you not see how they just keep moving the goalposts to getting back to normal? It just keeps getting moved further and further down the field. So to use a football metaphor, I guess. It's I've ridiculous. Got- I've gotten to the point where, yeah, if you have people that you care about, you know, that are in the, like, age range, yeah, protect them, do what you have to do. Me, I lost everything this year. Everybody I love in my family done dead. So, David, I'm sorry if you catch it, if I get it. But, you know, besides that, I mean, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I didn't give up. I'm I'm keeping my, like, firearms ready just in case some people do do some stupid stuff. But I don't know what's happening next. I saw something. No, no one does. By the way, go watch the movie Greenland. What's that one? That's the one about the big meteor that comes in. and New movie just came out. Greenland. Has the dude that plays um, um, Leonidas in 300. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Greenland, yeah. If you haven't had a chance, seriously, watch that movie. We watched something this weekend. What was it? Good. Fat Man. No, that was a couple weeks ago. So I ain't seen that yet still. Um, Greenland's good, though. You need to watch Greenland. Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Does any count? Because I heard it was a flop. <clears throat> Some people say the movie was good, but it... Uh, it, it was... It was the second best watched... DC movie made. Well, well really? I won't say that. Since The Dark Knight. I've watched it, but I'm still kind of up in the air about it. I think I'm going to have to go back and look at it again. I've always heard that you can't count the Dark Knight trilogy as DC movies anymore. Right, so that's why I kind of heard Aquaman yeah. was like the but uh, I Aquaman seen it. was all right. I liked it. I think the first Wonder Woman was a good DC movie. Um, I think for, for, was for a superhero that they've made, I think for a superhero that they've made so much fun of over the past decade, and then they came out with an Aquaman movie. 
that it was it was I thought it was great. Oh, it's because I mean, of Jason you Momoa. Back, it's a, you can't put the, the man's 10, man in years, there without I mean, recovering it. Hey, I thought Shazam was the, good. the Big Bang Theory made yeah. huge. They were always making fun of Aquaman as being you know the lamest superhero in the world. And you hear that a lot. But then they made that movie and that movie actually was very, I thought, very good. Yeah. Do you remember Entourage? Did you, did you ever watch Entourage? Yeah, I did. See, that's why he was Aquaman in that. And uh, that way, he he made it sexy, I guess. <laughs> and Or tried to, and then it bumped. Well, right now, nobody's paying attention to DC just because of, what is his name, John Favreau or whatever, who done the, oh, the first Iron Marvel. Man movie. And then, of course, The Mandalorian baby Yoda that's kind of taking over the world I I think the reason people aren't really paying that much to DC anymore or even Marvel for that matter is the amount of woke comics that we have to have now oh yeah I was listening to a real good article that or listened to a podcast today they were talking about that about the new because the new flash he's uh gender mm-hmm. neutral well, right, exactly. With, and you I put that, you, you, you go and you, you print too. that and you put it out for what? For like a very small minority of people. You don't have enough people that are going to be interested in a gender neutral flash to carry a title for the long term. But right. you're going to virtue signal to that particular crowd saying, hey, look, we, we've made a gender neutral flash. Just for you, we care. Right. If, if you are making it. Because what we really want to do. We really want to sell comic books, so we're going to put you... Here's a little, probably like, it might run for six months, and boom, it's gone because it probably is going to suck. <laughs> and then they're going to put out a regular Flash who runs for hundreds of issues. Right. If they had a great character and great story, and it was just he just so happened to be general neutral, then that was fine. But they're starting with that as the premise. He's gender neutral, mm-hmm. and then now we're going to go from there. Like you said, they're just... Uh, um. They're lazy. Yeah. They're lazy. They don't want to come up with an original concept of and, and, and do the work that needs to be done to to establish the superhero. You know what I'm saying? The, they just don't want to do it. They want it already there. So they're like, okay, Flash is a popular character, so we're just going to do all these crazy experiments with them. And I can kind of see where it comes from because if you've got a multiverse where there's like all these different things yeah. that could be, then any of them are possible. But you've got to look. The reason you're there is to sell comics in the end of the day. And if you're just pandering to these very small minority groups, just so you can say, oh, look, we really care about you. We've had a gender-neutral flash for you gender-neutral people. There's not enough people there, that are number one, that are gender-neutral, that are interested in comics, and are going to buy it to keep it going. It's just not there. I just had an epiphany. From the Mandalorian specifically. Spoiler alert. No, no, no. No spoiler alert. Here we go. One, two, three. You never take your helmet off in front of someone else. This is the way. Never take your mask off in front of somebody else. (laughs) This is the way. There you go. I get it. Mm. It's like subliminal. Except there's no weird little green guy like walking around looking at you going, Baby maybe Yoda, is. that's not even Yoda. <laughs> Here's something good that came out of 2020. It's the return of the dry. 
The classic American experience is seeing a huge resurgence across the USA in the aftermath of the pandemic. Here at the Tiki, cars are parked 10 feet apart. And since you stay in your vehicle, there is no contact with other people. The drive-in theater is back. That's cool and all, but why do you have to park 10 feet apart if you're not leaving your car? Because, yeah, still roll your windows down. I mean, you are outdoors, but I don't think you have to be 10 feet apart. I just think it just so happens. Sounds good on the news. Because uh, I you, like the idea of the drive-in theater. I think that oh, yeah. if you get the you get a state-of-the-art drive-in where you can like you know tune your radio to a certain channel, and that's the channel that the audio comes through for the movie. Right. That would be great. I thought instead about of having the, the old tiny box that hangs on the window, you know, and it's sucky. Right. And most most all <laughs> of them do the radio now, but the only thing that makes it complicated yeah, it, though is in the, the drive-ins. You can only do them really at nighttime. Well, that's what I say. Burt Kreischer yeah. started doing uh, his comedy tour when all the comedy clubs closed back in March. Um, I think he started around April, no, May, June, maybe real early on doing uh, stand-up shows instead of doing like theaters and stuff like that. He was doing drive-ins um, outdoor during, well, they were doing it more like uh, it was like tailgating and uh, he had uh, tractor and trailer stages built so they could just pull into the front of the drive-in theater, set up stage. He would do it and then it would be televised on the big screen above. But then uh, he was doing a live stand-up show, him, and then he had I think five or six openers for him. So it was like two or three hours of stand-up comedy that you would uh, watch. And, uh, I mean, it was outdoors. So centuries and centuries of centuries and centuries of entertainment have gone by, and we basically went back to the amphitheater of ancient Rome. <laughs> right. Lovely. That's what, great. What, what was that uh, Roman saying about the government? It was like giving bread, bread in theater, or, and they'll never revolt or something? Something along those lines. Yes. Well, Brad, Braden and the uh, the gladiatorial games, whatever they called those. I mean, there, there was an actual saying. It was like, give them bread and show yeah, and I, never I, revolt, something along those lines. I can't remember it exactly. I love, well, yeah, I love watching sports well, now, by the way. I used to hate watching sports, but if you go watch sports right now, there's nothing like watching a basketball or football game and looking at the crowd and looking at all of the cardboard people sitting <laughs> yeah. in the chairs. It reminds me of my childhood playing a PlayStation 1 video game. <laughs> yes, because the, the audience always looked like that. Yeah, little 2D images. If they start yeah, dancing and rapping cool. from like like Parappa the Rapper or something, then I'm just going to get into it, but... I'm throwing things out there that whoever's listening to this probably has no idea what I'm saying. But if you do, kudos to you, my friend. Speaking of ancient video games, and I know this is getting off our topic, but uh, I had a uh, Sega Genesis, which it wasn't. That wasn't my first. That wasn't my first system. My first system was an Atari system, but I had a Sega Genesis, and I had the, the game Risk on the the Sega. And I loved playing Risk. 
I thought it was it was just a hoot. I just loved playing. I would play it for. I would just come in and I would I turn it on. I'd make you know. I would have me as a playing playing player character. Was yours and on the, the other seven or eight slots? Are you sure that was on the the Sega Genesis or was that on the 32X the attachment for the Sega Genesis? No, it was on the it was on the Genesis because okay. I never did buy the 32X. Okay, I wasn't for sure exactly. I know they had the 32X and Sega CD, and they all attached to the Genesis. But I was thinking Risk might have been for 32X, but I'm probably wrong. No, it was actually a cartridge game. Well, uh, 32X was a it cartridge was. thing. It plugged into the top of the cartridge yeah, slot and then the other cartridges. Yeah, no. See, I never did buy the the thirty two X thing. I just had a regular straight up Sega. That was, me, Sega yeah. that was all I had too. Good stuff though. But I love playing that Risk game. I don't know why, because it was, it, you know, the, the the graphics now. I mean, it's just whatever. But I love playing that game. I just did. Now, you could still sit down to this day and have just as much fun with it. if you enjoyed it back then. You could anyway. Nowadays, I, now players probably couldn't, but you I, know. I probably could if I I, I I may still have my Sega you know somewhere around the house. I could probably hook it up to a TV and I could probably play that Risk game right now and get just as much fun out of it as when I originally was doing it. That nah, is, if I still had the game. I miss the old days. Here in the next few years, we'll be playing Risk in real life. If we're not technically <laughs> already, we very well may be. Here's a clip. Have you heard this one? A lot of people in our community are getting a little anxious because they are not seeing enough of the progress they thought they would have seen at this point. Let's not disappoint them, and let's not get to a place where voters in Georgia begin to second guess. Okay, let me respond. I've got to go. Let me respond. There's a lot to respond to here. Let's get something straight. You shouldn't be disappointed. What I've done so far is more than anybody else has done this far. Okay? Number one. Number two, I mean what I say when I say it. I mean what I say when I say it. I'm the only person who's ever run on three platforms that I was told could not possibly win the election. And I never ceased from it. One was on restoring the soul of this country because of what I saw happen in Charlottesville. That was it. No one else was talking about it. Uh The words of presidents matter. Nobody else, no progressive, was talking about. I did. That's probably some if of the, the most... the actual words of the president matter, then why did they distort what the man said? Right. I was just going to say, I mean, that's, you know, that's I, probably the most coherent thing I've heard him say in a while. It's still yeah. not fully coherent. And then here's another one. These are both leaked ones, leaked in quotes. And so there's some things that I'm going to be able to do by executive order. And uh, I was surprised at this one a little. I'm not going to hesitate to do it. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to do what used to, Benita, you probably used to get angry with me during the debates. When you'd have some of the people you were supporting said, on day one, I'm going to have executive order to do this. Not within the constitutional authority. I am not going to violate the Constitution. Executive authority that my progressive friends talk about is way beyond the bounds. And as one of you said, maybe you were at Revenal, whether it's far left or far right, there is a Constitution 
It's our only hope, our only hope. And the way to deal with it is where I have executive authority, I will use it to undo every single damn thing this guy has done by executive authority. But I'm not going to exercise executive authority where it's questioned, where I can come along and say I can do away with assault weapons. There's no executive authority to do any of that. See, where was he? Where was that guy running? Mm, that was before the original that guy was, died, and then they cloned him and put him out there. And each clone died. I mean, this, was, a, this was a recent. This was from a Zoom call. This was him that, and Reverend that guy Al. Was hiding and, in his basement. Yeah. That guy was hiding in his basement where he was. For whatever reason, he was hiding in his basement. And if you're going to just undo the executive orders of the president, this one, the one that we have right now presently, then why don't you go back and undo some of the executive orders that uh, Obama put on us too? Trump did. That could be questionable. <laughs> but there again, it's our guy. It's okay for right. him to do it, but it's not okay for your guy to do it. So the, the data showed that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is, is not dramatic where, you know, it's just, you know, super painful. It's not Wait. dramatic. It's just super painful. <laughs> like Bill Gates, yeah. Dr. Bill Gates. Yes, doctor, doctor and slash environmental scientist Bill Gates. Yeah. Because now he also wants to launch a bunch of particulate matter into the atmosphere to bring down the temperature of the planet. It's pro- he's probably the person and who I, actually paid for the jo- Georgia Godstones. And I'm not, uh, I'm, I, you would think that a, a warmer globe to a certain extent would be good because back a long time ago, they used to grow grapes in Great Britain and they could make wine with it. And then, of course, this little ice age comes along and they can't do that anymore. You know, now think about it. Why, so, why do they actually protect the Georgia Garden Stones? Wouldn't, wouldn't more, you know, warmer temperatures make it warmer further north so that you have more area to grow more crops so that you can feed more people? Why would this be a bad thing necessarily? Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but uh, you remain one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love that quote. Yeah. I love that quote. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, we we need okay. I, I need to go ahead and end this recording. So let me just go ahead and uh kinda half wrap it up. Um uh everyone can uh follow us at all the normal places, uh anywhere you get your podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor stitcher everywhere that you get your apps or your uh, podcasts come listen to us ramble it's fun yep. and uh, give us a five-star review and leave a review and you can follow us on uh, social sensitive socially sensitive at 
uh, Instagram and socially sense on Twitter. Um, and then socially sensitive.com is the website. And, uh, if you want to support us, just share it. Um, tell your friends about it. Let them listen. Um, it's always fun to listen to a couple of morons babble. Talk to us uh, occasionally if we're you're able to on one of these platforms. Yeah. That way, maybe we'll be able to answer some of your mm. questions. Yeah, through then. Anchor, you can. Uh, I've got it listed on the website and on the Anchor site. When you go on, you can uh, leave messages. Um, I think you can leave voice messages too. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, and uh, we can play those. Um, but. Uh, and, and then we can answer them, or at least exactly. Yeah, why not? Yeah, call, call us out. Call each of us out. And we plan on trying to get some, uh, you know, COVID allowing, um, get some people in here um, to to uh, have a conversation with us. Maybe some um, disagreeing opinions. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but uh, ignore that laugh. Got Sorry. a couple of people in mind that uh, would like to have a few conversations with, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think I got an audio clip. Um, Bye from Socially Sensitive, everybody. Yay. Yay. Be good, homie G, dog biscuit, slice of cheese. See y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again, and see you next time.